Okay, welcome to episode number 42 of Across the Pond. My name is David Ashbaugh, as always, of course, joined by my co-host, Sixten. Fonquist, Sixten, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, David. How are you? Oh, not too bad. It's a beautiful day outside, especially for March in uh, in Sweden, that's for sure. Yeah, it's getting warmer. Well, warmer would be a stretch, but uh, nicer, I'd say. You, you know how I know it's getting warmer? One of my cats had a tick on it yesterday. Oh, that's not good. No, so now we have to look out for ticks, which ah, is already. not fun. March, well, yesterday was March 1st, so congratulations. Yeah. I know. Actually, well, it's, uh, it's quite beautiful outside. I'm going to go for a long walk when we're done. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I mean, Sweden is kind of famous for, you know, teasing you with spring and then hitting you with it like two more weeks of winter. So maybe, yeah, maybe saw, we're still in for some snow. Yeah, we are. I saw the forecast and there is snow coming, I, I think, this weekend or so. Yep, there you go. Well, because yeah. right now it's like eight degrees in blue skies and sunshine, so it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And that's a being a parent, that's a hard part. You don't know how to dress your kids, and either they're coming home way sweaty and greasy and or <laughs> cold as hell and getting ill. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Well, honestly, it makes me want to break out the barbecue, but my girlfriend told me it's still too early. So It's never too early for a barbecue. Thank you, Sixth. I agree. I should, I should pop over wearing a face mask. It's keeping the distance, and we should do a barbecue. Yeah, grill up some burgers or something. I'm down for, for sure. that. For sure. Um, all right. Uh, I guess we should probably start at the most obvious uh, bullet point on the agenda. The Malmo Redhawks. What is going on with them? They have turned it up to 11. Yeah, they have. Uh, they're, I mean, they're playing very well as well. I watched the game on Sunday uh, when they beat Lulio, and, I mean, they're looking solid. They're, they're, someone said, um, one of the players, I can't even remember now, but it was a mid-game interview, and they were like, he was like, uh, it's, we've never kind of deviated from our plan or from our tactics or whatever. We're, we're, we're firm believers in what we're doing, and now it's paying off, and yeah, it is, it really is. They're looking solid. They took down, well, a struggling Lulio side, but, but still. Yeah, and I mean, in their last five games, uh, going back to the 16th of February, they took down Forlunda 3-2. They had a big game against Oskarsham that they won 3-2. Your Garden, I would have said, was probably their least important game over this five-game stretch, but they managed the 3-1 win, which is huge for them in the points category. The game against HV71, arguably the most important. They were able to pull out a 3-2 win there as well. And then finished off the week with a high note with a 5-3 win over Luleo, who uh, Malmo, with that win... Uh, extended their streak to five, and Lulio, with that loss, extended their losing streak to five as well. So kind of opposite ends of the spectrum between those two teams. Yes, before I get back to the, that very game, I just want to point out in the past 10 games, Malmo has seven wins. Uh, they're averaging two points per game. Keep in mind, we're ha- having, we got a three-point system in Sweden. Um, so they're topping both the average points per game in the past month and uh, wins column, which is uh, good for them. They yeah, scored, and they scored 25 goals uh, during this span as well. So things are looking well. Up. They're 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 getting hot exactly when they need to get hot. Oh, coming sure. into the final stretch towards the playoffs, they're now sitting in that last playoff position. I would be surprised if they're able to reel in and maybe pass your Gordon. But with the way they've been playing and 10 games remaining, nothing's impossible. They've got five games in hand against your Gordon. So. I think Malmo is uh, really trying to take advantage of the fact that, uh, you know, they've had a bit of a rough schedule with COVID cancellations and stuff like that. They've got lots of games in hand and they're trying to make the most of it. 
Yeah, we got a COVID uh, bullet point later on, but we should point out that Malmö are playing twice this week. It's a, it's a bit of a lull in the battle. We only got one, two, three, four. Jesus, we got five games uh, this week anyway, but it's five game nights with one game per yeah, night. Yeah, it's a really spread out schedule this week. Yeah, and Oscar Sam were supposed to play twice, but their games got postponed due to a COVID outbreak. We're going to get back to that later. But Malmö play Frölunda tonight, which is a very important game for Frölunda, I'd say. Um, We're getting back to them as well. And then they play Färjestad on Saturday. So if they can snatch, I don't know, two more points out of those games, I'd be be a happy man. But given the form of both Frölunda and, and Malmö, I can see Malmö win this. Yeah, absolutely. And then that game on Saturday against Faristad, if they do come away with that victory against Verlanda, is going to see two teams that are on a big win streak go head-to-head because Faristad's gotten hot over the last few games as well. So uh, that that should be a good game um, because Faristad right now, with their success, is trying to reel in the top six spot. Yeah, and with the postponement now, like I said, Oscar San was supposed to play Thursday. Now they've in, uh, put the Linköping, uh, well, sorry, Faristad Linköping there. I think that wasn't uh, the general plan from the beginning but now they're playing uh, Thursday so that could be an interesting game for well, both sides uh, like you said first are looking good we're going to get back to some individuals on Ferrystad later but we're talking about Malmö I really like what they're doing Malmö they're playing a simple game in their in their D zone uh, they've got Adam Johnson who's on a hot streak I think he scored five goals in his last six games or so or even four games um they're looking solid defensively, but also, I mean, the, the North American signings they've made with Johnson, Matt Pumpel, uh, Joe Valeno is looking solid, even though he got a 5 plus 10 minutes uh, last game. Oh, 2 plus 10, I'm sorry, for, for uh, well, <clears throat> a nasty elbow. Uh, they're looking solid. I mean, they, they show complete trust in their coach, Joachim Fagerwald, um, and he's getting, getting good miles out of the guys now. Yeah, and one thing that's really impressive over this five-game streak for Malmo is the fact that uh, the, these haven't been easy wins for them. You know, they've got the one-goal win against Verlunda and Oskarsham. Jurgården in that game jumped out to an early one nothing lead, and then Malmo came back with three in the third period, the one-goal win against HV71. And then they did have the 4-1 lead going into the third period against Lulio. Lulio scoring a pair of quick goals to bring it back within one, but didn't get panicky, didn't let them uh, get any momentum to tie it up. And uh, yeah, they're, they're playing really well, and winning those one-goal games especially is huge in a, in a three-point league. Yeah, and I don't want to... Um, no, they didn't look panicky, but they didn't look rock-solid during that third period. Actually, they came... They got a break and they scored an empty netter. And I was watching the game. I was actually working the game. And I, to be honest, I really thought Lulia would complete the comeback to at least get a point. Um, looking by the by the third period because they got an early goal and then they just put on the pressure. I think they won the shots. I I don't want a, a lot to 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 very much very few in the third period at least. And they they also on time must have been above 10 minutes for, for Lulio just putting on the pressure. So Malmö kind of fell back to old habits, uh, but they did play very solid during the first 40 minutes, and that's what won the game for them. And uh, if they can, if they can do that and kind of go into, I don't know, not, not a shell, but, you know, playing solid defensively for 20 minutes and great a great 40 minutes in, in <laughs> Uh, besides that, that's that's really good for them. But looking at their schedule now, they play today, they play Saturday, then they play Tuesday, March 9th, Thursday, March 11th, Saturday, March 13th, Monday, March 15th, Thursday, March 18th, Saturday, March 20th, 
Monday, March 22nd, and Thursday, March 25th. So they've got a lot of games in a very few days now. Yeah, and you know what? I think that that might not be a bad thing for them with the way they've been playing, not having kind of a lull in the schedule. Just keep the momentum going, and if they can keep their legs fresh and avoid uh, any serious fatigue, I think uh, I think that pack schedule might work out uh, in their benefit. Yeah, and we did talk about this, uh, I think, in the last episode, but we don't know re- the repercussions from COVID. We don't know how many players are actually up to the full physical standard. Uh, we don't know. Um, there are a lot of unknowns with this virus, and that might come back to haunt them. So I don't want to say they're out of the woods just yet, but it's looking good. Yeah, absolutely. All actually, right, I'm going to talk to someone and see if we can get someone with uh, some knowledge on, Malmö, on the show uh, in, the, in, the, in the coming weeks. So I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, all right, so going from one team on a hot streak to one team that is currently just not putting it together on the ice uh, for Lunda Indians um, finally managed to get a win in February uh, back on uh, Thursday night. And um, other than that, they have just... Uh, I don't know what's going on with Verlunda, but they have fallen this down the standings right now. They're at risk of dropping out of the top six. And like I mentioned, their only win in the month of February coming back on Thursday against Lulia with that 4-3 uh, victory. Yeah, and they they haven't been looking good. They're, I, I, it's been a while since I saw them play a full 60 minutes, um, but their cycle play, they're, they're, not, they're just cycling the puck in the corners. They're, they're not getting uh, behind the D. They're not... Well, Against Lulu, they got a few shots on goal and went for the rebounds, like <laughs> hockey one-on-one, basically. But looking at some some of the games against Linköping, for instance, or or uh, some other games, they 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 don't seem to be wanting that the little you know the 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 the, the greedy areas of of the of the ice, and you don't score goals when yeah. you're not getting there. So, yeah, and uh, no, yeah, continue. They're just having a rough go of it right now, and it's kind of the opposite of what Malmo's doing. It's the wrong time to be getting cold with uh, the playoff push, and so Forlunda needs to turn things around real quick. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves in the uh, in the elimination best of three round. Yeah, they are. Um, Max Friberg said uh, post game um, that win that they got what they kind of deserved um, Thursday. They've been, I don't know, not blaming bad bounces, but a bit of. Unlucky with the puck, and I can I can see that uh, for sure. But uh, if you, like I said, if you don't go to those gre- greasy areas, you don't get the goals, and you're not. I mean, you earn a bit of it as well. And you, if you don't do the work, you don't earn anything either. So it's a it's a bit of a fine line there. But I can see him making the statement that he did. Um, they got a well, they got a point against Ugor on Saturday, but it's not good enough. Uh, yeah, for, well, for um, someone we we had as a big contender. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the month of February player stats right now. Max Freiberg and Patrick Carlson led the way for Forlunda. Uh, Max Freiberg had two goals and four assists, and Patrick Carlson had one goal and five assists in the entire month of February. Everybody else on that team is less than six points, less than five points, actually, and so they weren't getting offense from anybody at all. And especially from a team like Forlunda, where you expect big things out of them pretty much all season long, this comes as a bit of a surprise. For sure. And during the month of February, they were shut out twice. Um, actually, twice in two games between uh, Lean Shopping and, and uh, Rögle. Um, so, yeah, they've got some issues. And um, I think they're putting some focus on the wrong things. Uh, they, there was uh, some hits between uh, the, in the Lulio game. Joel Lundqvist got a suspension for a hit, checking to the head. Very Clear checking to the head. He got a five-minute, uh, sorry, five-game suspension. 
and they're I mean they're commenting on stuff like that and just let it go move on and I think I don't think they've got the head in the right place right now no yeah absolutely not and their their special teams are suffering at the moment as well their power play is sitting just 20 percent efficiency on the season penalty kills 76 percent efficiency on the season so you know typically you want those two stats obviously to add up to 100 percent, and they're falling short on that as well the uh the, the one I guess bright spot you can kind of take out of it is they're they're not scoring a lot of goals but at the same time they're not getting scored on a lot either no they're not there are some even games regular ran away with the score for nothing there but but um other than that there are one goal games the one goal loss to Lexan, the one goal loss to to malma a two goal loss to lean shopping so and an overtime loss to to you so it's it could turn around i mean get some puck luck get get to the goals, those greasy areas and it, you might see a change in there we'll see like we said they're playing tonight we'll see what happens yeah yeah absolutely but uh yeah they need uh, they're not a contender to me now at least no uh i mean they're obviously going to make the playoffs in one form or another but uh I, I don't think anybody's got any high hopes for them going into the postseason no except for themselves maybe <laughs> of course <laughs> we'll see but again it, you know it is for lunda they could turn things around and perhaps be a bit of a dark horse going into the postseason. Yeah, that might suit them well, given what they've done this season. Um, no pressure, just go in there, have fun, create some, well, wreck some havoc, really. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, what is next on the agenda here? Actually, there was a rumor popping up last week that Kalle Ostman of Jurgården has signed with uh, Malmö. Um, I'm not sure if that's confirmed. Uh, usually they're, they're not, but in this day and age, or actually in this time of the season, but it's not. It's nothing. Uh, it's not uncommon for players to uh, sign uh, earlier than the season ending. And it seems to, according to Expressen with insider Johan Svensson, it seems to be a done deal. Um, and I really, I really like Kalasma's season this season. He came over to Jurgen from I think Ves. The doors uh, prior to last season had a bit of a rough adapting to do, um, but uh, he's looking solid. He's had I don't know twenty five points or something this season. Twenty three, six goals, seventeen assists. There we go. It's actually fifth in Uruguay, which is decent. Uh, four points from Bobby Nardella, the the great Bobby Nardella. Um, yeah, he came over like I said from from Westeros. He spent uh, a couple of seasons. In uh, Hockey Etan, uh, Hockey Allsvenskan, and all of a sudden he's uh, found his groove, really, with Jurgården. He had four goals and one assist uh, last season with Jurgården in 49 games. And he's got, like we said, six goals and 17 assists this season. So he said himself, prior to some game I was watching, that um, he kind of adapted. He's got great help from the Jurgården staff. He's got, you know, adapted, become more... more, um, comfortable with the surroundings with all what's you know expected from him uh, and uh too bad for you gordon if he leaves because i could see him being a, a cornerstone next next season and it's well, yeah, kind of so- weird if he signs with malmo right now because there's they're not like we said not out of the woods and uh, they might still be in battling for survival so yeah, and he, well he, he's got kind of an interesting hockey history as well like you said he spent some time in hockey at and Hockey so he went from basically the third tier league in Sweden into the top 
tier league in Sweden in less than two seasons. And last season had a bit of an adjustment period, only scored four goals and one assist in 49 games played, which for, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess, organizations taking a chance on a player like that probably wouldn't bring him back after a season like that. But your Gordon trusted in him to uh, to improve this season. And my goodness, what a massive improvement he's had this season. 23 points in the 47 games. Hasn't missed a game for your Gordon all season long. And yeah, it's a it's a great great little story for for somebody that was playing in the third tier league just uh, just two years ago. So it's uh, it's always nice to see to see stuff like that and things work out for for a player that really works hard for it. What I could see him just looking through his stats right now. What I could see him do uh, going forward, he needs to shoot the puck more. I, I know he's a bit more of a playmaker, but he can score. He he only has 44 shots on goal in 47 games, which is below a goal a shot per game. So if you could up that a bit, um, you can see his scoring going up because six goals in 44 shots, it's way above 10%. So uh, actually, it's more than 15%, which is I mean, it's high. <laughs> but, That's a hell of but, a conversion rate. But, but but I mean, fire the puck and you you get the goals. And 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 Kalesman, I I like him. I, I really do. He's averaging 30 minutes, 12 seconds a game. Um, yeah, a solid second or third line forward going forward. And uh, I don't know where he would slot in with Malmo, given what's going on. But they got a few uh, spots to fill with the North Americans leaving, um, or at least Joe Valeno leaving. Uh, I just want to point out that <laughs> that he's, he has 44 shots on gold. Niklas Bergfors has 130 <laughs> okay, yeah, but you, you you know what that tells me, 6N, is that he takes advantage of the chances he gets when he gets them. That is yes. a great conversion rate. If he's got an open look at the net, he's basically got, like you said, a 15% chance of scoring. So he doesn't get a lot of quality chance, or he doesn't get a lot of shots, but he gets a lot of quality chances that he's able to capitalize on. And that's if true. you're looking for a scorer, that's, that's definitely something uh, th- that's a positive, I think. And speaking of getting to those greasy areas, I need I I like Kalasma. He's he's not afraid of anything. He just goes there, and uh, he's a bit of a bulldog. I like his play a lot. Well, yeah, and I mean he's only twenty six years old, and so he's still got you know a lot of time uh, ahead of him to uh, to to just improve on his game. And if there's if this season is any indication, he's definitely. Uh, I think coming into his own and coming into his prime. So if uh, if he does end up going to Malmo, like you said, it is still technically a rumor, um, but I think that could potentially be a huge pickup for Malmo going forward. Yeah, I just want to point out that Emil Pettersson has, has 158 shots on goal. That's um, he's with Vekko, but I just looked through the shots on goal and that was quite a funny stat. Is he is he leading the league? Yeah, he's also yeah. the top uh, scorer in the league, so it goes hand in hand. <clears throat> yeah, couldn't let his brother show him up with the uh, the scoring title a couple of years ago, I guess. We're not getting back to the <laughs> Elias Pedersen, Vancouver's Canucks kind of thing. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got another talk of oh, yeah. first going on. Rasmus Bankson from Tingsrid to your Gordon. Tell yes. us about that. Yeah, I like Rasmus Bankson. I haven't been watching a whole... No, Jesus. There are, there's a football player as well called Rasmus Bankson, which is making Google go haywire. But yeah. Uh, Rasmus Bengtsson, he's played. He's been playing very well with Tingsryd in in Hockey Allsvenskan. He's played with Tingsryd for three season now. Sorry, three seasons now. He has 31 points in 39 games, and he's a D man. So uh, that offensive kind of firepower, I can see him if they if they pick uh, put him in the Jurgen lineup. Uh, there you have your Bobby Nardella replacement uh, for next season, I suppose. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um should mention he's a second-round draft pick of the Florida Panthers back in uh, 2011. He's a bit of a late second-round draft pick. He did spend some time uh, in the USHL, one of the junior leagues, but has never actually played over in North American professional, but has spent, what is that, the last one, two, three, four, five, six seasons in Allsvenskan. Um, and he seems to have kind of slowly improved as far as his offensive numbers are concerned, pretty much season to season. He went 12 points back in 2018, 19 points the next season, 23 points the next season, and 31 so far this season. So he's uh, he's a player that just keeps improving, and so that could be uh, a decent pickup for your Gordon. Yes, and it would, I don't think it's a very expensive pickup either, um, given what's going on. You need to find those kind of gems uh, in the lower tiers, given that, well, it's still second-tier hockey, so it's uh, it's not a deep uh, deep uh, yeah, steep climb. Sorry, uh, he has uh, just to round up uh, four SHL games to his name with Drugly uh, back in 2015-16. Uh, might have been out of his depth there because he went down to the U20 team before being loaned to Björklöven uh, in Hockey that season, and that's where it kind of started for him. So better late than never, making the show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, if uh, if it does end up, he uh, he heads on over to your Gordon. Like you said, it's uh, it's going to be a decent replacement for some of the players they're expecting to lose. Is there some renovating kind of thing going on in your house, or what, what's the sound I'm hearing? Oh, that is the washing machine. Oh, Our washing okay. machine sometimes sounds like a spaceship taking off. Oh, that's cool. No problem. <laughs> yeah, but, we'll see. Uh, I don't yeah. think there's, that's a done deal either right now. Um, but, yeah. It's nice. Uh, we, we know we're getting to those those uh, silly season months where we'll see signings and player leaving and all that. And yeah, we got a lot of hockey still to 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 look at as well. There's qualification rounds and promotions, relegations, playoffs, and apparently someone's to be crowned the champion as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we do have some confirmed extensions that yes. we should touch on. Uh, Radic Music for Lulio gets signed through 2022. Carl Jakobsen for Faryastad through 2023. Mats Rolls-Eli Olsen for Ferlando through 2024. That's a big extension for him. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Analov signed with Lexan through 2023. And Project Forsberg as well for Lexan through 2023. So Lexan uh, kind of locking up a couple of key parts there for the next few seasons. Yeah, um, as well as uh, Lulio got uh, got the important extension with Music. I, I really like his game so far. He's a young guy, can't come over to play some uh, U20 hockey. I think he came over for with Lulio, and he's been playing very, very well in the SHL as well. I, I really like his style of play. He seems to be a cool guy as well. Like He reminds me of Jakub Vrana a lot. Take, take He's taking the day as it comes and just enjoy, enjoys life. I like that. I like that a lot, and he's uh, looking solid on the ice. I can see him playing in the NHL going forward. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of Lexan Jonas Anilov, uh, I could see him potentially. He's wearing the A this season. Maybe, um, uh, obviously, take more of a, a leadership role with the extension as well. So uh, that's a that's a good extension for uh, for Lexan for one of their veteran players. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Lexan kind of building a solid foundation. They know they're out of the the uh, relegation battle they know they're aiming upwards they extended carter camper the other week as well um it's so they got a great foundation for next season and uh, they're obviously they're counting on some fans coming back because every extension video i've seen is involving the fans and uh yeah i like it i like it uh, a lot i yeah, just want to get uh, back to radic music he's 19 yeah. years old he's turning 20 on march 25th and he's undrafted 
I didn't think that. I thought he was drafted by the Panthers, but apparently I was wrong. So he came over uh, three years ago. Sorry, to, sorry. Actually, that's two seasons ago. He, was, he made his first season in 2018-19 um, with with the. So that's three years ago. Jesus, it's 2021 right now. Uh, he played with the U18, U20 squad. Um, made his first 11 SHL games last season, scoring no points. Now he's got two goals and three assists in 25 games. Um, I like him. Uh, he's a bit of a... I, I, there's something there. Um, I can see him popping off next season. Yeah, he's a he's a big kid too. 192 centimeters, six foot four, 88 kilograms, 194 pounds. So he's got a big body on him as well. So... Uh, always, always good to have a, a bit of a physical young guy coming up through the ranks. For sure, for sure. Uh, if you get the chance, just watch him do. Are you working any SHL games this coming week, or when I'll do you get going? I'll be in the going? office on Thursday. Okay, so Lulio isn't. Well, actually, no, no, sorry, that was the wrong schedule. Uh, I don't know. If you get the chance, just watch watch Lulio play because it's it, he's fun to watch. <laughs> okay, so I'm just looking at Matt's Rosalie Olsen's uh, Elite Prospects page right now, and I don't think I've ever seen a more consistent defenseman as far as point production is concerned. Back in 2016-17, he had seven goals, seven assists, he's 14 a forward. points. Or forward, sorry, yes. Uh, 2017-2018, 14 points. 2018-2019, 15 points. 2019-2020, 15 points. And this season, 15 points. <laughs> He is yeah, right on there. the money there for 14 and 15 point seasons. He's got a chance, obviously, to um, extend uh, his point production this season with uh, with a few more games <laughs> remaining in the season. But yeah, I just thought that was uh, that was kind of a, a funny trivia <laughs> stat there. Because yeah, back in well, his his high season high with Rolando was 20 points, but 2014 2015, going back even further, he had 15 points. 2013 2014, he had 15 points as well. So he's basically got like six or seven seasons where he's just constantly produced around 14 or 15 points. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I wonder if they entered the negotiations with that. So we got him for uh, 15 points this coming season. Uh, here's what we're offering you. And he went, yes. I don't know. Or if yeah. there's a bonus involved. If you top 15 points, you get an X amount of money as well. I, I would do that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's had a lot of penalty minutes this season, however. with 40, He's had 43 penalty minutes so far this season. However, he is... Uh, uh, put forth his uh, his career best plus minus. He's a plus twelve so far this year. So he's a bit of a rover um, because he can play not a, not an ugly excuse me an ugly game, but he's a you know a tough player. Not not oh, not yeah. a not a, a a bad boy per se, but he's a tough player to 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 engage with because he never gives up in the back check or four check for that matter. He never, you know, he doesn't have a like a, a a lazy game. He can have a bad game, but he's always working. Oh yeah, he always, he always leaves it out on the ice. He's always competing as hard as he can to try and get that puck and do whatever he can. He's got a great worth work ethic, even though he's he's a bit of a smaller player. But you like to see that from a smaller player get into those those kind of dirty situations where you're you're able to come out with the puck along the boards after a hard battle. And uh, and yeah, I, I like his game. To to make a comparison, and we often we often use uh, Andrew Gordon as some sort of <laughs> measure stick here because obviously he's a friend of the show, and uh, well, he's uh, someone that North Americans know of. Um, but he, I would say, Matt Rosselli Olson is Andrew Gordon with a bit of 
bigger upside where they are right now. Although, well, he's six years younger, so he should have. But but there's more to his game than what Andrew kind of brings right now. And uh, not to bash Andrew Gordon, but I can see there's a similarity there in, in style of play. Well, yeah, and uh, well, six ten. I know whenever uh, you love whenever I bring up the Vancouver Canucks, but <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> no, I, I, his style of play really reminds me of uh, Yannick Hansen, who was uh, also had a very similar That's style of play. Very true. The, uh, the the Danish honey badger, you know, he, he gets in there, he 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 fights, you know, he punches above his uh, his weight class kind of thing, and uh, he's got a good style of play. I like him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All the best to Mats Rosselli Olson. And uh, speaking of the Canucks, are they in a playoff spot right now? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, little moving on. <laughs> You're a bad person. I know. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Yes. Before I start we'll crying. Get... <laughs> We'll get to the NHL. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll we, had, we, we had talked about Oscar Schaum games being moved, um, one of which and one has got... been rescheduled. No, actually, all of them got rescheduled. Uh, so what's going on is um, they were supposed to play today. That got moved uh, to the March 14th, sorry. Uh, and the game that was to be played on... Thursday got moved to March 22nd. So that was Oscarsham facing Erebro uh, today. It got moved to March 14th. And Oscarsham facing Malmö Thursday got moved to March 22nd. Also, uh, the game to be played at, on March 13th <clears throat> has, as a result of this, been moved to March... No, it's got a new starting time. Sorry. So it's gone from 6 p.m. to 3.15 p.m. And also, uh, the game on... Saturday between Lexan and Oscarshamn has been moved to March 18th. Well, there you go. Uh, I think that was clear enough. Uh, moving on. Mm, moving actually, on. Actually, do you see the? With I think there's a late. They have a, the official last date of of the regular season was to be March 25th. I think. I think so. Yeah. And they added like a two week catch up kind of thing. Two. Well, no, that, that, that is with the two-week catch-up. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. uh, the, that the makes season the usually ends around March 13th, March 14th. I think it ended March 12th last year, and That's of true, course we did. all know how that turned out. That's true. Uh, yeah, okay. So if so, I'm not sure that that's the case, but if let's say it is, then the question becomes even more important. Are they going to finish this season? Well, yeah, I would have to assume so. I mean, they've got with the, the game playoffs. Skip- yeah, of course. I mean, they're they're going to have to go two weeks into May, basically. It's going to be the longest SHL season in history, probably. But yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, because right now, Thursday, March 25th is the last day of games and all 14 teams are playing. Okay. So what we got going on here is we're expecting a third wave kind of thing with the COVID um, to be hitting us soon. Uh, for those of you don't, who don't know, there are some new restrictions within Sweden. But the ski resorts in northern Sweden hasn't been closed. So people are just cooing up there. And uh, See, I don't I have an issue with... In the I, face. I don't have an issue with ski resorts being open as long as people only go skiing and don't go to restaurants or anything. Because you can stay distanced. You get, you get on the chair with only people in your party kind of thing. Make sure you're spread out in the lineup for the chair. But the problem is when people go skiing, they want to go to a restaurant. They want to go to a pub after a long day on the hills. Then that is the issue. It's the same in Canada as well. In 
like Whistler and Blackcomb and uh, Big White and uh, and the Sun Peaks. The the issue was a lot of you know the the college students are are basically sharing you know one bedroom apartments between yeah. eight of them and then going out to the clubs in the evening and so. The ski hills themselves aren't the issue. It's the pubs and the restaurants that are associated with ski resorts that I take issue with. But have you seen the pictures from the lines at the the ski lifts? Yeah, but that is a problem that you can handle if it's handled appropriately. Yes, but people can't handle it. That's my point. People People are idiots. If you don't, if you don't prohibit, sorry, if you don't enforce a prohibition. People will do it, and they will fail, and there will be more uh, spreading of the virus. And as a co- as a result of this, sports will be affected. And I hate people for that. Yeah. Well, see, what they need to do in that situation is start taking people's uh, lift passes away. Be like, sorry, no, can't buy by the rules. You're not allowed to ski. That is true, and you should actually enforce a fine. And uh, when they do get COVID, you put them last in the line for that. <laughs> I don't care. Because Anyways. there are people. No, I'm not done. People, <laughs> people who kind of obey uh, obey the rules, stay distant, and do get affected as a result of these idiots. They are supposed to go first in line. But when these idiots are getting affected of this, they are going to be the ones screaming the loudest, and therefore I want to punch them in the face. Yeah, but. Uh... I mean, I, I don't see that affecting the SHL season in any way. I mean, the players and the coaches and stuff, I'm sure, probably have been told very strictly that, um, you know, be responsible when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, have you heard of Murphy's like we Law? haven't seen outbreaks already. That's true. Have you heard of Murphy's Law? Of course. Yes. Let's leave it at that. I hate people. Uh, moving on. Uh, I was supposed to bash everyone. Oh, yeah. I was, I'm going to pass. Wasn't that bash... what you were just doing? No, no. Well, I'm going to bash more people. <laughs> Uh, because I, I, I want to bash the SHL clubs. Oh, all right, go for it. Because they have the prime opportune moment right now during this season to put as much as they can on social media, on their web pages, on you know, create content that that a there's no time for uh, normally, or and b that nobody else gets access to because the, the club's PR, they do have access to players that media kind of don't have. And I know some of the guys are doing a very good job. HV71 with their HVTV is really good. Uh, Malmö is improving with their, their webcasts as well. Uh, but it could be more. And getting those interactions on social media. I hate social media, but it's a, it's a well, it's the life we're living right now. And I want to see more. Just, you know, one minute clips of here and there. You see it every now and then. and But do more. More interactions. Because in the end, that's what gets you money this, uh, in these times as well. So I think, yeah, like lean shopping, they only have one and, or one and a half guy pretty much doing it. And that's a hard job to do for the SHL, the SDHL, the U teams. I, I get that. I really do. But get the help. Do something. Create more. Just it could be quizzes, it could be, <clears throat> I don't know, votings stuff. Get people in, to interact, not well, just I really post liked, something uh, on Facebook and get a comment. I really liked was it last season or the season before where they had some of the English players reading yes. um, Swedish words, trying to figure out what they meant. They had Brock Little and Andrew Gordon doing it, and it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And yeah, more stuff yeah. like that. I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, you said they need more help. I'm looking for a job, so you know, I'm here. Uh, yeah, 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 actually. Hi, uh, use the hashtag #HireDave, and uh, we'll see what where we get. Exactly. 
Actually, that's actually a serious point. You do need a job, and uh, as much as people are uh, letting people go and stuff like that, if you need someone to do anything, basically, I think Dave's up for it. I've got a very robust resume. I've applied for restaurants. I've applied, uh, well, actually, I was hoping to do just one of those bike deliveries for, you know, Fedora or online pizza or whatever. Yeah, but they're not looking for anybody right now. But I'm hoping in the summer months, maybe. I don't, it's better than nothing. Actually, there's a. Well, we're going going on a tangent here, but uh, there's you know there are delivery companies using bike riders as well. Like Schenker, a huge a huge logistic firm in in Sweden, they use bike uh, deliveries within lean shopping. You should look into that as well. Not a bad idea. Uh, All right. Next uh, on the agenda, cool. unless you have anybody else you'd like to bash. Uh, I'll get back to that. I'll probably bash someone later on. Powerplay producer since 2006. Yes, I'm, I wrote an article, and uh, I, I will shamelessly plug it right now. It's on shl.se, and if, you don't, uh, re- if you're not fluent in Swedish, there's a Google Translate for you. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I did a piece on the best, best Powerplay producers um, of the modern time, if you will. Um, because where, where on that list did Joel Lundquist finish? Uh, I'm gonna get to get to that, but I kind of lost it, so I'm kind of ranting right now. Give me a second. One. Yeah, got it. Okay. <clears throat> like I said, give me a second. So, <clears throat> I, I'm guessing you haven't read the piece because it is in Swedish, but I just want to point out that the best power play since 2006 as a team was Kolefteo in 2015-16. They scored. This is regular season only. I yeah. Uh, they scored on 29.19% of every power play. That's really good. That's amazing. Yes. And at, at the time of writing the piece, I think it's gone down since, but HV71 has had a scoring percentage of 28.87%. That would put them in second over, uh, well, for the time period. Since this season. Yes. Wow. It's really good. And what if else you is, can... that's, well, I guess that's a bright spot for them so far this yes. season. Yes. So where uh, where did the 2017-18 Lakers finish? Uh, I only have a top five, so I'll get back to you uh, because I'm looking up what HV71. Oh, it's okay. HV71 are now scoring at 29.17 percent. So uh, they're only 0.02 percent behind HV. Uh, sorry, Colegio, which as the greatest scoring team uh, since 2006 in. Power play on, on the power play. Actually, the top five right now are Malmo in fifth uh, from 2007, uh, 16-17, 27.21%. Ferristad from last season, actually, uh, 27.45. Linchapping from 2009-2020, 10, sorry, uh, 27.52. And then for Lunda from 2015-16 uh, with 27.54. So not only would Kolefti, uh, sorry, HV71 be uh, close to the record, they're, they'll if they finish like this, they'll be the only other team scoring above twenty nine percent, which is that's, inc- that's incredible. Incredible, yeah. I'm I'm actually really surprised that the 2017-18 Lakers aren't on that top five list because I think it was like in January or something they were at like thirty three percent efficiency on the power play, so they must yeah, have fallen off high, at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, twenty six point forty two they ended with. So okay. It's a high bar to kind of maintain. It is. Everybody in the top five is above 27%. And just looking right now, the Lakers actually are above 27% on the season right now as well. Yes, I think out of the top... No, hang on. I lost the season. I think out of the top three teams, 
uh, in the current season, all of them would make the top five of all time since 2006. <laughs> Which That's crazy. Is, it's insane. And actually, this coming Friday, I'm doing a, a penalty kill article, so we'll get back to that because... I think that's uh, that's interesting as well because the the high scoring must come at a cost from somewhere. I I'm, I figure, um, and I have a season by season breakdown. That's not interesting, but I want to get to some some like individual stuff. The, the <laughs> in two thousand seven, Lin Shopping scored seven goals in the same game on the power play. That's got to be a record. It's a tied record, actually, with Lulio, uh, who pretty much the one year and uh, three days after Linköping scored their seven, also scored seven. And there, then there are 11 teams scoring five, so uh, which is interesting. And on those teams, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Tony Mortensen had five uh, five points in, in that seven-goal game. And Jaroslav Obsut of Lulio also had five goals, uh, five points, sorry, all of them being assists for him. Uh, that's tied for most points on the power play in one game with David Petrasek of HV71. Uh, How do that's you get crazy. five points on the power play on the same game? Yeah, that's insane. And just to round this off, I just want to point out that the, the best point producer on the power play since 2006 combined is Joachim Lindstrom of Kolefjo. He has 163 points on the power play. Not surprising. No. With that shot, <laughs> not surprising. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, Robert Rosen of Equa is third. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and Joel Lundqvist is sixth. That's a bit so, surprising, actually. It is, yeah. He's got is, uh, is Ryan Lashen were on that list? Yes, he's fourth. Yeah. Okay. Actually, he's tied for third. Sorry. Gotcha. He's got, <laughs> he's got 22 goals and 105 assists on the power play. <laughs> wow. Man, I miss him in, in the league. <sighs> I hope he comes back. Me too, me too. Uh, Fralunda has the most uh, games, uh, consecutive games with a goal on the power play with 13, uh, which is in quite uh, good. And yeah, I just want to point out, just to tease the next article, that Linköping has the most uh, games played without conceding a goal on the on the power play. Well, oh. on the penalty kick, to be fair, uh, with 14, which is also very good. Yeah. So, a bit of stats for you. Um, if you want to check the article out, please do so at shl.se. You can search for SHL Recorded, SHL Recorded in Swedish, and uh, you'll see some of my pieces there. They're not in English, and I don't expect them to be translated, if you don't <laughs> want to do it. Fair you can enough. actually run them through 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 Google Translate and just... Well, yeah, I mean, if you, use, their, if, you, if you use Google Chrome, it'll just automatically translate it for you anyways, if you want to. Oh, that's true. That is yeah. true. So please, uh, I've got my I've got my settings to auto translate anything that isn't English. Does that uh, come out well? Uh, mostly, you do get some odd translations. Obviously, some funny ones, but oh, okay, that's cool. I think the funniest one. <laughs> I think the funniest one is. Uh, I think it's changed now that the SHL has changed their website format. But uh, oh, and Timur is not there anymore. But they used to be TIK. Um, and that and that translated from Swedish into English to bitch. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> so I'd open up the SHL website and be like, the bitch, bitch from from London. London. <laughs> <laughs> Not good, not good. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, I just want to yes. give a shout out or not crown him, but he might be the... GM of the year in Sweden, and that's Eric Foschello Kaleftio because his mid-season signings, although two or three are uh, 
homecoming players. Uh, he's signed Per Lindholm from the NHL. He signed Melker Carlson from the NHL, and he's uh, loaned Roland McCown. I mean, those midseason signings are not only good; they're great as an you know time well spent making an off-season signing. And he's got all three within the span of I think a month midseason, which is. To be oh. fair, Parland home probably wasn't too hard to convince to come back ne- to Hull. Probably, probably ne- neither Melker Carlson, but still, there are some great signings, and he kind of because Hulefti were kind of shy on the market heading into the season. I remember we kind of talked about them being very consistent with what they've got, and uh, apparently, well, <laughs> adding homecoming players might add to that consistency. But still, you know. Uh, holding out and then the, getting these players to kind of boost their offense is really good. Well, I'm just I'm I'm really happy to see Parland home back with Halefti playing with uh, Moeller and uh, Lindquist again <clears throat> or Lundqvist again because back in 2017-18 that was probably one of the top lines the SHL has seen in the past few seasons for sure. That that was just an incredible line with Moeller, Lundqvist, and Lindholm. Uh, honestly, Lindstrom. the only Lindstrom, sorry, yeah. The, the only other line that really kind of pops to mind this season is uh, the Lexan top line of Rivik, Solaric, and Camper, uh, who are also having a great season. But uh, I still don't think that line is uh, is is better than that Lindholm, uh, Moeller, and Lindstrom line. No, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I would suspect that the Moeller, Lindstrom, uh, Lindholm uh, line had a bit of a less of an ice time average. Than, than the Solari Camper Rivik because they're all topping 20 minutes. Well, yeah, I've got it right here in front of me. So Joachim Lindstrom had 50 points, Lindholm had 47, and Moeller had 42. And I'm pretty sure Lindstrom and Lindholm finished 1-2 in scoring, or 2-3 two, two and three in scoring that season. What? Well, sorry, what season are we talking about? 2017-2018. That's interting. Because uh, Pedersen won the the scoring race that year with 54 points, I think <laughs> Ryan Lash was up there in the 50s as well. So Lindstrom and Lindholm were either three and four, or maybe four and five in scoring that season. So that was a, that was a hell of a line. They were three and four, uh, and Muller was ninth. Uh, yeah. That's really cool because that also negates one of my bullet points going forward. Because I thought that was weird. Someone tweeted that Jonathan Bergen was the third Colleftio player ever to reach 40 points, which is insane. But I'm guessing, no, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all because no. uh, I don't um, know what uh, that what how, how if he phrased it weird because it well, was. I'm not gonna, doesn't but doesn't Bud Holloway have the SHL exactly. record for like not, he had like 74 points or something back in 2014? I'll ask, actually ask the guy what he means. But anyway, uh, Jonathan Berggren has uh, reached 40 points this season. Maybe it has, is, Maybe it's an age thing? Could be. Um, I, don't, I don't know because the, the tweet only said he's the third. That's really weird. I'm going to look into that. Um, and I was like, that's really weird because like you said, Bud Holloway and, well, you can pretty much name them all. Um, hmm. Weird. Vampibir. I'm going to do some. That's not how to spell it. <clears throat> Sorry. Weird. Um, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, Jonathan Bergeron is uh, performing very well for, for, for yep. this season. He's, 11 goals, 29 assists. <laughs> uh, yeah, 40 points. Coming, coming back from, from 
difficult injuries or rough injuries, if you will, if you will uh, in the past, and just performing off the top. He's 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 so good. Yeah, and given his performance this season, I have no doubt we'll at least see him in uh, Red Wings prospect ca- prospect camp next year. Uh, he should be there, and well, the Red Wings can't put every prospect in in the NHL right away, so we'll see what's going on. But he's the real deal for sure. He only played uh, 24 games last season and 16 games prior to to that. So uh, going from that to score 11 goals and 29 assists in 44 games is uh, quite the feat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, I think we... Oh, actually, you haven't been able to watch HV71, have you? No. If you do, I want to shout out Matt Donovan. Um, he's the one of the mid-season D signings, and he's, honest to God, one of the best demons I've seen in the league for a long time. And here's how good he is. <laughs> he ha- okay, uh, no joking. Uh, <clears throat> he's played 10 games. He's a D-man playing with HV71, who are last, by the way. Um, he's got two goals, five assists, and 27 shots on goal, with a plus 11, plus minus. That's pretty in impressive. In 10 games, as a D-man for such a struggling side. If that's not great, what is? Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's you know a veteran presence on the blue line. Like you said, he's a good defensive defenseman, but also, obviously, he can uh, contribute on offense as well. Um, yeah, he, I, I haven't seen much of him, but uh, from the few times I have seen him, he, he's uh, he's got some good hands on him as well. He's got uh, a really smart hockey sense, a good head on his shoulders. So I think that's a good pickup for HV71. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't know what the situation will be for them next season. So no. Uh, hopefully he'll remain in in the league, Donovan, because I can see him performing very well. <clears throat> I just want to point out that he's playing on the pair with uh, Eric Martison, who is the top scoring D-man of the league with 30, 36 points, five plus thirty-one. So there, and, and Martinson kind of put it very well on in an interview. He said that their their hockey sense is very similar. So was, when one one guy is pinching or pushing the offense, the other guy kind of steps back and it goes pretty much automatically already, having played only 10 games together, which is quite impressive, I'd say, especially where they are, because it shows that they've got confidence in both each other and themselves. And uh, with everyone was kind of hailing Jordan Murray when they signed him, having coming over from, <clears throat> I'm sorry, from, from the KHL, but... Uh, Bit of under the radar, Matt Donovan is proving, I think, more important to HV71 than no other signing uh, as of late. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, is a good good spot to, to leave it off for this week's episode, though. I think so, too. And next week, I think we're going to, or next episode might be Friday. Yeah, I think we're going to try and do um, uh, a Patreon-only episode as well, but uh, let's try to maybe get one in on, uh, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, whatever works for you. My schedule is pretty wide open, so. Yeah, we'll, 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 let's aim for Friday because then the kids are at preschool and it's uh, easier. Perfect. Let's do it then. Cool. All right. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, we should uh, plug our patrons. We should, and I should find the page because I lost it. <laughs> You think by now you'd know to have that ready to go? I think so. I should have an icon. Oh, here we are. Linus, Andreas, Anton, Zachary, and Lucas. Thank you so much. And also a special shout-out to Eric the Keeper in 
the Netherlands for uh, providing the microphone that I'm using currently. And also, I want to shout out Eric as well, because he sent me something the other day, and I meant to bring this up earlier. He sent me a message on uh, Facebook, because why not? And he said this, because we, we talked about Dutch hockey, uh, and he got back to me on that. And apparently we write quite a lot to each other, so I'm going I'm gonna... to... So, here we go. He, he went down a rabbit hole, uh, and apparently it doesn't scroll back. The, the, the most successful team was Tilburg Trappers. They played in the Dutch-Belgium League, apparently, and won everything. So they started playing in the German Oberliga and actually won three years in a row. That's pretty cool. And uh, also... That's their. That's the only pro hockey team of the Netherlands, uh, but still very cool. And, yeah, that is uh, interesting. And uh, also, he went. <laughs> then he had a bit of a rant on the KHL, blah blah. blah. Uh, there were a few Dutch-born players playing in the NHL in the seventies, and we should shout out. There's one Dutch player right now. Uh, I can't remember his name playing in the in the NHL, but there's one that, uh, Netherlands-born born player uh, in the NHL, and he Daniel Sprong. Thank you. I knew he was a capital guy. So that's kind of cool. Sprong. That's a funny last name. <laughs> okay, I think that, that's a good. <laughs> as, but as as far as Dutch last names go, that one's actually really easy to pronounce. Yes. I had a hard time pronouncing Eric's name for a lot uh, the first year or so. We actually, uh, funny story, we started playing uh, video games together back in 2000-something, two, three or so, uh, on a like a Euro clan for first-person shooters. And uh, Eric wasn't the only Dutch guy, so I learned how to, well, swear in Dutch. And I'm not going to do that now because we'll be Dutch explicit. Uh, well, yeah, I've got a couple buddies back home that are South African. And, of course, South Africa has a lot of Dutch <laughs> influence. And their last name is Funder Weisteisen. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> Sorry, Holland. Uh, it took me a while to figure out how to pronounce that. Yeah, but the Kuiper, I think that's pretty pretty solid. And Eric will bash me because he's one of our most uh, thorough listeners. So he'll get back to me when he hears this, which is awesome. There you go. All right. Well, thanks very much for tuning in, guys. As always, stay safe, wash your hands, and... For the love of God, support your local businesses. Have a good one, guys. We'll talk later. Yeah.